The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and this is the emergency. David Cully, hired by the Houston <laughs> Texans Podcast. Uh, not a podcast I saw coming, personally, but joining me to break down this hire and to uh, to sift through what was easily the most surprising hire of the coaching cycle, I think. The one, the only, Jason Lock and Fora. What's up, buddy? How you doing? What's going on, man? Yeah, I don't know how much uh Texans deciphering I can do. They they uh they they are an interesting franchise and, and this is an interesting move. Don't know if it'll work, don't know if it won't work. Um but yes, I, I you know if you would have told me that David Cully was gonna get hired and you know, you could give me a list of ten guys who didn't get hired, uh I certainly would have taken the field of guys who didn't get hired. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right, so David Culley comes from the Baltimore Ravens where he was their wide receivers coach, assistant head coach, and passing game coordinator. And he's, you know, <clears throat> um, by all accounts, a very popular coach, very yep. well thought of coach. Um, but, you know, I think there's certainly going to be some people who pick apart, uh, you know, the fact that he, you know, is on the run heaviest team in the, yeah. <laughs> that the Ravens passing game, it wasn't exactly elite. Uh, is that any yeah. sort, do you think that's any sort of a fair concern or is that, um, is, well, that, is that more nitpicking than anything? I mean, look, if, I, if I'm a Texans fan, um, my first concern is, well, what does this mean for the quarterback who wants out but won't quite come out and say it and hasn't said it yet? Um, can he save the situation? I think it's unfair to think any first-time head coach can do that, let alone the oldest first-time head coach in the history of the league, um, who, let's face it, doesn't have a huge profile. You know what I mean? It's not like Deshaun Watson has an internal dossier on David Culley. So it's a, it's a strong ask. It's an unfair ask, but that's the job that he just accepted. Um, that's part of it. Can he do that? Well, he has 16 years with Andy Reid. He's as respected as any coach in this league. He himself, you know, dealt with racism um, as a player, you know, as a quarterback in the SEC, as a young coach, you know, starting out in 1978 in the college ranks. Um, he's been in the NFL since 94. He's been around a lot of great coaches and great players. He's been a part of um, some very good organizations, you know, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Eagles, um, who've won a lot of games. So, I, I mean, that checks a lot of boxes. 
And clearly he connected with Cal McNair and Nick Casario in a way that, that none of these other candidates did. But would I have concerns? Sure. He, he is the oldest first-time head coach in the history of the league. We are still in a pandemic where we're not sure how much hands-on stuff we're going to get. He has to deal immediately with a minefield with Deshaun Watson and, and J.J. Watt. He's got to put a staff together. I, just for me personally, with that defense as bad as it is, um, and in disrepair and without the kind of draft capital to try to buy your way out of it quickly. And the first name I hear connected to that job is Lovey Smith. If, if I'm a Texans fan, I'm, uh, let's just say I'd have reservations. Yeah, the two names um, that have been um, bandied about, Lovey Smith for defensive coordinator and Josh McCown for possible offensive coordinator. The, I mean, I can't recall a weirder coaching search no, bizarre. And, and look, do you want to? You want me to fast forward the Cliff's Notes version? I think David Culley's here to show Josh McCown the ropes for a couple of years, and then I think Josh McCown's taking over this team because they ain't going to be very good for a couple of years. I mean, they're just not. They're, 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 with the lack of draft capital, with where that the state of that roster, I, I, I mean, it's going to be a task to dig out from under to try to get to the other side. And by the time they get to the other side, I wonder if David Culley is still being given the opportunity to run that team. I hope so, but let me let me just say I'd have my reservations. Now, I think Josh McCown might end up being a rock star, but if you're asking me how this went, why it was so weird and why it took so long and why it ended the way it did, um, you know that you're you're talking about a, a weird structure there. Um, so yeah, I'd have reservations about that. And then to the your your other points, Will. Um, Hollywood Brown started to develop for the Ravens in the second half of this year, but you know they took a, 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 run, a, a, you know, a, a wide receiver, Devin Duvernay, in the third round of a generational uh, wide receiver draft. He played two plays in the playoffs. Mm. You know, Miles Boykin. I mean, did they overdraft him? Maybe, but he was with Cully for two years. I mean, I, if Miles Boykin made some step up, you show me where. Um, and they were thirty second in the league in passing. So. I think if you think David Culley is going to walk in there day one with all the issues they're facing and and start flicking switches and turning the lights on and, you know, off and running, I, I, that's not how I see that job. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's it does feel like it's hard to sort of approach this, but I, you know, I, I sort of felt like the Texans – approach this in a way that I don't know. I felt like they were interviewing a certain type of candidate and then Deshaun Watson, who was a black quarterback, made a lot of noise. Yes. And then their pool of candidates they were interested in hiring magically uh, No, it, it completely the search completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean Brian Dable went from somebody they wanted an audience with to somebody they didn't talk to. Yeah. Like all of a sudden they're interviewing Jim Caldwell and Eric Bieniemy and David Cully and I mean, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not, you know, you don't want to criticize him for, because they hired a black coach. That's, that's very, you know, that's good. Like, you, you hired a, you know, yeah. minority head coach. That's, that's a, that's a positive step and not a negative step. But the process to get there. But did they have to get shamed into doing it? Right. Like, is that, is that what you want? Like, should they, should they be shamed into hiring a black coach? And is it, is it, is, you know, that play, I, I just wonder, does that play into, like, you know, now that they hired a black head coach, which Deshaun Watson, you know, he didn't say, I want a black head coach, but he, he made it clear that he thought their hiring practices needed to be a little more diverse. 
Yes. So does hiring him can he bridge the gap to bring? I don't know. Back? I mean, yeah, I, it's a, I, I we're going to find out. I mean, I, the first order of business has to be. And again, it's unfortunate. It's not fair to David. Like this is not. It's hard enough to to make the jump for the first time and to make the jump for the first time at age sixty five. Now he's got to do it into this um, sort of toxic, you know, sludge pit that they have. Um, I shouldn't say they. I mean, it, it falls on the owner, Cal McNair. You know that that now Collie has to navigate these personalities and these um, pre-existing sort of circumstances and things. You know, in in Deshaun Watson's eyes, sins that were committed not by Cully and way before Cully even got there, but now Cully, because he's the head coach, because that's truly the person who you're playing for every day. I mean, you're playing for the owner, but the owner's not meeting with the players every single day. The owner's not talking to you before practice and after practice. The owner isn't, you know, calling you in his office. The owner isn't sitting down with you to go over game plans and, and you know, self-scouts and what, what should we do more of, what aren't we doing enough of. That's Cully. That's the coach-quarterback relationship, especially when the the coach is a former quarterback. And a big part of the reason he got hired is because of what he does with, you know, what he's done with quarterbacks and what he's done on offense. Yeah, I mean, they, they can they hired. click right away? Will I, I don't know. You know, I, I I don't know that anybody can answer that. But before he finishes hiring his coaching staff, he should probably try to get on a plane and get somewhere where he can get an audience with Deshaun Watson in person or at least on Zoom to to lay out his vision for that franchise and see if he can get the quarterback to buy in. Yeah, because that's the crazy part. <laughs> what if they, what if they completely alter their coaching search to make Deshaun Watson happy, and it's not enough, and Deshaun Watson is demanding to be traded, you know, regardless of David Culley or whoever else they bring in. The, you know, and uh, I believe they are planning on keeping Tim Kelly as their OC. So maybe yes, Josh McCown, he's not going. I don't think Kelly's going anywhere. I don't think McCown's going anywhere. Yeah. So McCown, yeah, and then McCown lives nearby and wants to coach his. Uh, I think wants to coach his kids. He has like he has a bunch of kids, um, and so in theory he'll be able to to make that travel work. Probably wouldn't be able to do it as a head coach, which is why you want to wait a little while. Also, you don't want to yep. hire a former player straight as a head coach. By the way, David Cully, uh, worth noting, was the wide receivers coach for the 2014 Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know what the uh, most notable thing about the 2014 Kansas City Chiefs offense was? Was that was that like the Dwayne Bow years, and they went a year without a then they go like a season without a wide receiver or some long stretch of games without a receiver so, scoring a touchdown. An entire season without a wide receiver scoring a touchdown, a receiving touchdown. It's almost it's it's and an Andy Reid offense. It's kind of insane to think that that ha- that ever happened once upon a time. Uh, but Jamal Charles, Travis Kelsey both had five touchdowns. Anthony Fasano four. Joe McKnight two. Niall Davis and Anthony Sherman one each. And Dwayne wow. Bowe, AJ Jenkins, Albert Wilson, Donnie Avery, Jason Avant. A big goose egg. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it, it. This is, it's huge for David Culley. He's been a football lifer. Um, he, he's a guy who probably should have been considered in the past. I, I'll take the probably out of it. Um, but to to have to jump in with both feet in a pandemic when you can't just have your office doors wide open and guys coming in and out, right? When you can't, when you're dealing with these off season rules and you're dealing with the situations that they're dealing with there with the Deshaun Watson, that is a lot, again, a lot of minefields to have to try to navigate right off the bat. 
Yeah, I mean, he, you're right. Like, he's a guy who, in hindsight, should have gotten a look at some point in the 13 years he was yeah. working with Andy Reid in yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. And the system, I mean, you know, I think the system is screwed up in terms of how teams find coaches now. I mean, it's even worse then, you know, like they, yeah. you, know, you didn't have teams making, you know, mining very, I mean, you know, they would look at coaching staffs, but it was just basically for 10, 15 years there, like they're doing what they did. They're doing on a greater scale. They're doing what they are doing to McVay now, but with Bill Walsh's coaching tree. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just, or like Mike Holmgren's coaching tree. Just, right. And, right. They, and wouldn't look to Andy Reid's coaching tree for whatever. I don't know. It's um, it's weird. Yeah, he's he's a guy who probably should have gotten a look before. Didn't you're right? He's 65. He's three years older than Vic Fangio. He's the fifth oldest coach in the league. That's crazy. I mean, I, I, it's and I kept hearing they wanted experience, but I <laughs> took that more to mean previous head coaching experience, a la Caldwell or or Leslie Frazier. You know what I mean? Um. But obviously they did hire an experienced guy. Um, but again, I'd be lying if I said it just didn't look like to me with a young GM that it's being set up for in a year where it was always going to be transition and turmoil and with all hell breaking loose with Watson and everything else that this is a kind of get me over. And I, I, I'd i be lying if I said it wasn't a get me over to McCown, who I was reporting back in September was going to be a head coach in this league way before anybody would have thought yeah. yeah. So he was the first black quarterback at Vanderbilt, uh, as Jonathan yes. has noted on uh, Twitter last night. Also, uh, uh, he's been a he's been a coach for forty plus years. Been a, been a uh, but anyway, he's you know all field experiences, on field leadership played a role in his hiring. I mean, I do think if you're making this hire and assuming that you have some sort of contact with Sean Watson, I would hope that like that you have gotten his input. Like, hey, like, do you know David Culley? You know, would you be interested? Like, we like this guy. We think he's a good yeah, and I don't think it's that. I don't think it's been like that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think he obviously was aware of who the finalists were and who they were interviewing, and there were probably some some text or emails or maybe even phone calls. But I don't know about a whole lot of full fledged conversations and back and forth. I don't. I don't believe that's been going on. Um, and again, that's that's part of the reason that this is so tricky because um, that's what that's what David Culley's walking into. Mm, goodness gracious. All right. Well, uh, one of the more surprising hires of the cycle for sure. I wish David Cully the best. I mean, you've spent 26 Absolutely. years, in the league, 26 years in the league coaching and, you know, 40 years coaching in your career. And you finally, and that's the other part too. If you're David Cully, you have to, you know that you're walking into what ultimately is, you know, a pretty good chance of you getting, I mean, you have to know that there's a decent chance you're fired within three years. Right. But, you spent 26 years in the NFL as a as a assistant coach with na- with nary a sniff as a head coaching job. You you really don't have a choice. You kind of have to take this and give it a shot. Yeah, and and you know you 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 give it your best bet to try to keep Deshaun Watson there, who obviously gives you um, a much better chance of of winning meaningful games sooner rather than later. But again, you're you're trying to dig out of a hole that somebody else built. Yep. It's not a uh, not a not a good spot to be in, but we wish them the best of luck, and uh, we will be monitoring, of course, what the Houston Texans do uh, with Deshaun Watson. Going to be a top storyline this offseason, along with plenty of other quarterbacks, which means I'm sure we'll talk to Jason Lacafora in the near future. Thanks as always, buddy. Good chat. You got it. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. 
The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.